0: Today on City Cash, Chicago, this week many families might be dying eggs, preparing to hunt them for Easter. In Ukrainian culture, pasanka is a centuries old form of decorating eggs. In fact, it predates Easter and is used to celebrate all sorts of moments like weddings, birthdays, even other holidays. But these are not your kindergarten paint jobs. No, no, no. I'm talking crisp geometric shapes, detailed portraits, multicolored tapestries. As Ukrainians in Chicago prepare for Easter while grieving an ongoing war abroad, I talk with a Pasanka artist about how this tradition is bringing the community together. It's Wednesday, April 13th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. When I visited the Ukrainian National Museum for the first time last year, one room really stuck out to me, the Pasanka room. I don't know if that's actually what it's called, but that's what I've been calling it. It's got a wall full of these Fabergé looking eggs, intricately and ornately decorated. But these eggs, different shapes and sizes are real, and they popped with different colors and designs. Anna Chachula has been writing Pasanka since she was a young girl. Her parents are from Ukraine, and she was born and raised in Chicago. She even teaches classes now. Anna, this tradition of Ukrainian Easter eggs, as pasanka refers to, have been around for a very, very long time. Can you describe for me what exactly is pasanka?
1: It's culturally and spiritually tied to Ukrainians. Ukraine accepted Christianity in 988. And Pesanka, the plural of Pisanka, was practiced for hundreds of years prior to that. So culturally, we took what was ingrained with us and married that with our faith. And so it has become part of the Easter tradition, but it does have sort of its pagan roots. When you started plowing your field, you would start with a pisanka and you would end with a pisanka. It was a blessing. It was um, a talisman. It was a symbol. It is... Most succinctly, a message, a prayer. What you send out into the world, the designs are as varied as the states that are, you know, the oblasts in Ukraine. They're very intricate. They're very colorful. Uh, they're easily breakable because it's uh, we hollow them out nowadays.
0: You know, why do they refer to it as writing pasanka versus painting or drawing or, or decorating it? I know that it mm-hmm. comes from the word to write, but mm-hmm. but why was this considered writing versus, you know, maybe drawing?
1: This has always had a message tied to it. So all of these things are, for as beautiful as regular Easter eggs are, and they can be decor, this is not decor. This is, you know, folk art that is an expression. And so it has just always been a form of writing. Some pisanki are very simple in their look, uh, but very meaningful Um mm-hmm. In their message. Is it just sort of a rite of passage?
0: Everybody at some point learns to do it, or is it tied Mm -hmm. to particular cultural practices like, you know, weddings, birthing ceremonies, people moving to a different country?
1: pisanka were ancient, and it was probably a rite of passage in spring. Mm. Um, we now tie it to Easter. Your mother teaches you sort of like this high holy week before Easter. You would have the eggs ready. Your mother would prepare the dyes. You would say a prayer, clear your mind, because you need to be able uh, to be in a positive space to write a pisanka. If you have angry feelings, it doesn't turn out well at all, just mm. like any art form. And then they became tied to our cultural identity. I w- Imagine many times that you know, how many generations ago did a Ukrainian woman related to me, you know, one of my ancestors, do this same thing? I mean, I feel so connected to the past. I feel so connected to the Ukrainian culture to to the ancient culture. You know you would give them as gifts. you know you would give them as gifts at Easter time after they were blessed. you would give them as wedding gifts. you would give them as graduation gifts. There are people who buy my goose eggs or there's other artists who have ostrich eggs. Where if you, when you graduate college or you get your master's, you get a beautifully decorated ostrich egg. It's a very impressive thing. I know the curator at the museum. She received uh, Pisan to take with her when she left Ukraine and came to the, to America. So yeah. these are blessings. And each you know each thing has a has a meaning. Um, the colors you know white is purity, yellow is wisdom, blue is you know. Blue sky, magic—you know, uh, mm-hmm. blessings of all kinds. So all of those messages go with you. Older people sometimes get a black and white egg, um, really detailed, really beautiful, but they're more somber. You know, it's mm-hmm. a full life. You know, they're preparing to move on into the next step. Um, younger people get very bright eggs—red, yellows, bright green, uh, bright blue—because they're vibrant.
0: I just love the the range, and it's. At least pretty obvious in my understanding that it it can be used for so many different types of celebrations, so many different Mm -hmm. types of prayers and blessings, very much a what is the intention of the gift. You know, Easter's mm-hmm. coming soon. Some Ukrainians are celebrating this coming Sunday, while for others, it'll be next Sunday, the 24th, when Orthodox Easter Day is observed. You know, as you're going into this Easter, as you're, you know, maybe working on your own posankas, um, you know, what message are you, are you taking into this Easter? It's such a, a tumultuous and, and tragic time.
1: So there's an ancient legend of a terrible monster that is uh, chained to a cliff. And every time you write a pisanka, you put a link on that chain that binds him. He has minions that he sends out into the world every year to see if people are writing pisanke. If no one's writing it, he's very happy because then this way the chains get loosened. But when you write pisanke, you add more and more links to the chain that bind him and prevent chaos in the world. So in an emotional kind of way, in a spiritual kind of way, you know, we're all warriors. We're all trying to avoid the negative, you reject that, go to the positive, you know, maintain that, um, hopefulness that the world will be better, you know, that, that, mm-hmm. that good will prevail. Yeah.
0: With the war going on in Ukraine and the Russian invasion, have you seen uh, an emphasis on using Pisanka as a way to build awareness, strengthen cultural ties um or 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 is that something that that's maybe getting you know lost or or trounced upon during this time?
1: So I've participated in um, a couple of different things. One was uh, Pisenka for Ukraine on April first. It was sort of like a marathon. Pesanka writing... 12-hour session. For a lot of them, we were doing just yellow and blue eggs. Yeah, and we... color of the flag. Uh, yeah, they were calling them patriot eggs. So it was very reassuring to be able to do these um, and to make a statement.
0: When you were coming up and you would meet people immigrating from Ukraine, was that a tradition that you saw, like sort of strongly recognized? Or was there a point where maybe not as many people were practicing it since it goes back so far?
1: So um my parents were uh, forced labor in Germany during World War II. They were in displaced persons camps for five years, a refugee camp um, after the war, and came to the United States. I grew up knowing that it was my responsibility as a Ukrainian to defend, protect, and continue all of these traditions, because under the Soviet Union... It was important to be a good Soviet citizen and not necessarily have your cultural identity. Mm. So religion was, was not, was frowned upon. So here in the U.S., it was very important for us to maintain our identity. And when immigrants came after Ukrainians independence, I was teaching classes to, for young kids at the Ukrainian center in Palatine. Many young kids would come with their parents and I was genuinely surprised that they had not had an experience of writing a piss and So this was sort of um, a rebirth for them. Yeah. And after Ukraine's independence, um, there was a resurgence of celebrating culture. Ukrainians were getting married in their traditional folk costumes uh, at the church and then having sort of like the white dress and the regular at the, at the reception. Mm-hmm. It was very important for them to sort of rediscover what had been lost and suppressed. And so Maybe that's why now there's this big resurgence. People are participating in this. They're singing. They're performing. They're writing pisces. They're doing things to sort of connect to that, to, to not be repressed, to not be um, limited. there's such a satisfaction there's a zen moment that happens when you start working on an egg that you lose track of time and you have no idea that it's three in the morning and you're still working on an egg and you're still um doing touch-ups and then um time just flies
0: Anna, can you walk me through the process of creating pasanka how do i go from grabbing an egg out of you know maybe a (laughs) carton in my refrigerator uh Mm -hmm. to to getting a finished product can you kind of walk me through that from start to finish
1: i'd be happy to So usually you just, if you're going to pick an egg, you have to make sure that it's not cracked, not lumpy, not bumpy. That's a nice shape. You should bring it to room temp. You're going to make sure that it's properly washed with vinegar and water, because commercial eggs have sort of a film on it. Um, Then you will select your design. You do that with a pencil lightly. And you need dyes. They're aniline dyes, you buy them with a kit, you mix them with water and with vinegar, and then you get that set aside. Um, But basically the process is heating the kistka, the stylus that has a brass head with a funnel. And then you fill the back end of the kistka with beeswax. And the egg is white when you start, That's the design, most are. And whatever you write on the egg, when the egg is white, will remain white because you're capturing the color of the shell under the beeswax.
0: So follow me, this is how it goes. You do the design in layers by color. First white, then maybe yellow, then maybe orange, getting darker and darker as you go.
1: And then at the very end, You melt the wax off of the Pesanka, and it's a great reveal. It's symbolic coming, you know, from the darkness into the light, you know, Mm -hmm. from all, you know, from difficulty into beauty. You know, you melt all of that off.
0: Then you got to waterproof your egg. The whole writing process can take anywhere from five to 60 hours of work, depending on the size of the egg and the complexity of the design.
1: You can hollow it out afterwards. So you um, drill a hole and... Um, take the yolk out because you are working on raw eggs, not cooked eggs. So this entire um, because, time
0: you've been mm-hmm. dying and beeswax and dying and beeswax, the yolk has been in the egg the entire time. You don't hollow it out before you start?
1: You know, you can. And some people do. But I find that... Um, I like the weight of the egg in my hand and sometimes the shell is so delicate. I have put like smooshed it in my hand, I put my thumb oh. through the egg. So that's like it's a very delicate process. I got so it. So for me, there's also a little bit of a legend that when you have a, a live egg, when you have a fertile egg, you know, there there's more magic in it. You know, there's more meaning in it because you're you're doing something that's a creative thing.
0: You know, having done commissions for events and different museums, mm-hmm. are there any designs that you've done that really stick out in your mind over the years?
1: So, the one that sticks out the most for me, uh and I do I do enjoy it is the one that I did for the field museum field museum in cooperation with the chicago cultural alliance had a project um, how chicagoans survived covid and their resilience there is a design the way that you divide the egg it's called um 40 triangles Mm -hmm. technically there are 48 but 40 triangles is sort of the name of the design each triangle of course means trinity but each one, uh, when you write that egg, is a prayer. So if someone is going through some difficulty with health or with troubles in their family or if they're just unhappy, you do 40 triangles because you focus on that individual. You're praying for them. You're meditating for them. You're sending them all of your love and good wishes. And so that's the, the layout that I picked for the egg that was going to be from the Ukrainian National Museum. And then there was Mother Goddess. So Mother Goddess is Betahinya. It was very stylized and it was important for me to have those little elements within those, within that egg. So there's nets, there's, you know, little crowns, there's all of those little things, um, that tied into protection. So mm-hmm. that egg meant, um, prayers for Ukraine, prayers for us here in Chicago, how, you know, our resilience, what we had to find within ourselves to make it through that really difficult time and that betahenya to protect us because we felt we were very vulnerable. And I didn't take it to a dark color. I wanted it to be a blue egg uh, as the background so that it would be as hopeful as possible. And so that that egg is very meaningful. And it turned out that, it's very meaningful for this time.
0: Anna Chachula is an artist and teacher showcasing the beautiful work of Ukrainian pasanka. Anna, thank you for joining us on Cash Chicago.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. According to the Independent Monitor, the Chicago Police Department has reached some level of compliance with 70% of federally court order reforms. Now, CPD has been under the consent decree for three years, and of 523 sections, the department is in full compliance with just 23. The festival lineups keep on rolling out, my friends, with PrideFest announcing its June headliners, with winner of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Alaska alongside rapper Cupcake and Eurovision winner Netta and some good news to get you through. Join me tonight at DePaul University's Lincoln Park campus for artist Jesus Vallez's one-person show, Undocuments, which chronicles their life as a queer Mexican immigrant and their brother's heartbreaking deportation. It starts at 6 p.m., followed by a Q&A session. Remember, for more Chicago stories and events, subscribe to our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. If you already signed up for the newsletter, go ahead and refer a friend. You could win some CityCast merch. As always, I appreciate you for listening. Talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Pasanka, Pasanka, Pasanka. I ride. <clears throat> now you said like you've always been saying it.